Hello, everybody, and welcome to Diary Room Open Mic with your producer, McRae, and your host, Janelle. Hey, guys. Janelle, how's it going? Oh, my God, so good. I'm so excited for this particular episode because I know there's a lot of people out there looking for information like this. Mm -hmm. Our topic today is the top 10 strategies on how to play Big Brother to best do your game, right? Um, But before we get to that... Just want to say thanks, everyone, for watching and liking. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, all that good stuff. The RSS feed is coming, so keep your eyes peeled. Um, yeah, just thanks again. Thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just thanks for watching and being yeah. a part of our Diary Room open mic. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just a free-flowing conversation about some about Big Brother, you know? Yes. We're not trying to get too like, oh, actually, we're so like, we're not trying to get up our own ass. We're just trying yeah. to be real people. We're just talking. About, this is yeah. our, these are our thoughts. We're in the diary room and mm-hmm. you're basically just listening in. So, McCray, mm-hmm. we've both played Big Brother. I know mm-hmm. some people, if you're not watching, I've played Big Brother four times. I've played McCray's one played time. once. <laughs> um, I've gotten far twice. Mm-hmm. So I def- definitely have um, a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I would say we put together our top 10 things to do, and these are not like, wow, like advanced strategies and what to do. This is kind of just like the top 10 things to do. If you do get on this show, if you are in the casting process right now and you're like, what do I do? You should watch this video Mm -hmm. because you don't want to look like a freaking idiot on TV. Yeah, these are just some like useful tips and tricks of the trade, basically. You're going on Big Brother. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, know the freaking show you're going on. (laughs) Do not be a model or an influencer and not know the show. Mm -hmm. And I say this because so many people, they know that the fans don't like the, you know, just, oh, I'm just an influencer. I'm going to go sell some skin cream, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And you can tell in the interviews by the answers that they give Mm -hmm. on their big brother experience and their big brother knowledge. So I'm not saying you need to watch every single season back and forth Mm -hmm. and know all of the castmates and the order they were invicted in. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless you just want to know that to sound (laughs) cool in the house. Yeah. Um, Which would also make you a huge target. (laughs) Um, But I'm saying know the show, know how it works, know how to play the power of veto. Yep. And, Kind of just know how the show works and how long it is and what a huge time commitment it is. Well, and even like I think about, uh, you know, knowing enough about the show to know that it might be a viable strategy to go in there and pretend like you don't know anything about the show. Absolutely. Like that's so to to act like, oh, my God, like I was literally recruited on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Perfect. Yeah, that's going to make you seem less threatening in the house. Or, you know, like, but for your game personally, yeah. I truly, truly want you to know the show mm-hmm. so I can watch some really good gameplay. Absolutely. Because I am a fan of the show and <laughs> yeah, I know you I are to, too, yes, McCray. Exactly. Um, and most of the people listening are probably fans of the show. Yeah. But for those that are, again, through the casting process and just getting started, or maybe you're going to apply to Big Brother in a couple of years, like, mm-hmm. please know the show. Mm hmm. Um, Number two is like a big thing and it's really like self-discovery and just working on your people skills. Mm -hmm. I feel like to be in the Big Brother house, you need to be a really, really good listener. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also need to be good at communicating. Do you agree with that, McCray? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, this is a weird story, but like what I used to think I was like kind of bad at that. I think I was bad at being like personal and stuff right. like that. And, but I, uh, so when I got my job at the pizza place, yes, yes. I, pizza stories, yeah, pizza I, stories. Well, basically, I got that job and then I started to practice my people skills. Sure. When I'd go up to the door, I would try to find something that I could relate to someone, yes. just like on a just, working for that tip. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it was. And that's what I used to like help me sell myself on Big Brother to be like, oh, well, I'm the most manipulative pizza boy there ever was because I'll go in there and I'll like, <laughs> But like doing that job and then consciously being like, I'm working on my personal or my personality skills, my person personal ability. People skills. Yeah, exactly. People like people skills are huge. And you and I both came from working in the service industry before mm-hmm. we did Big Brother. And I think a lot of really great Big Brother players come from the service industry mm-hmm. because we serve others, we get tips for it, we get what we want. We are we a little manipulative? Yes, because mm-hmm. I'm giving you something, but I want something and yep. I want money. So, well, and, right? And we're also decent at like kissing ass when we need right. to, you know? Like you sometimes you just gotta suck it up and kiss some ass. You know how to read people mm-hmm. and then you know how to kind of work it. Yep, absolutely. So definitely go out there. Like if you think that you don't have those skills, go find go somewhere. Apply yeah, to where a bartending you can, job. Exactly. Jackson Mitchie, another server bartender type. Yeah. Great people skills, great Big Brother player. Is he well loved in the Big Brother community? No, mm-hmm. but um, you know he came from. He's a server, bartender, whatever. And I think a lot of those people that are working in restaurants and bars, they're working with all different. What you're doing is you're just. It's like a kaleidoscope, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're working with so many different types of people mm-hmm. that you just know how to manage it. And uh, yeah, it's not necessarily something that you're born with. Some people are, but it's definitely something that you can, you know, work towards and be better at, you know, so get out there and try. And I always tell people a good thing for people skills is to learn the who, what and when. Mm -hmm. So whenever you meet someone, ask who they are, what Mm -hmm. they're all about, where, like, what are you doing? And Mm -hmm. like a win, like, Mm -hmm. when did you do this? When did you graduate? You Mm -hmm. know how to start an open conversation Again, this is getting a little bit more advanced into strategy, but just be really good at asking a lot of questions and Mm. then be really good at listening. Asking questions is huge. Okay. Number three is super basic. I've believed in this since the beginning when I played Big Brother. Um, And a lot of OG people were like, you're crazy. Mm. But my strategy was always win the first HOH. Uh, Yeah. Right? We talked a little bit about this last podcast. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I did it. You did it, and I did it in season seven mm-hmm. on the first All Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that going for that HOH and getting power is super important for your placement in the house mm-hmm. and getting in the first alliance that will be in the house. I think you said uh, that if you didn't win that first HOH, you and Kayser would be up on. Yes, the, uh, so season seven. If mm-hmm. I did not win, because there was a huge pregame alliance, like mm-hmm. basically the entire house had said. If anyone from Janelle and Kaser's alliance, which was basically just people from our season, yeah, if you guys sick. don't win it, Janelle and Kaser are on the block immediately. The and if Kaser comes down, it's Janelle and James. Like, <laughs> yeah. we just keep going after these four people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and we, I knew that because um, when I played the first All Star season, someone called and told me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Um, basically, someone that was playing Big Brother All Stars lived with a girl and they had a falling out and she called and told me. What? Yes. <laughs> You didn't know this? No, that is the craziest Yeah, she ever. called me and she's like, just to let you know, my ex-roommate is going to be playing Big Brother with you this summer. And she's turned everyone against you. Everyone's throwing the first HOH <laughs> and she's going to win it and she's going to take you out. 
Uh, I'm not going to ask you who it is, but I want to hear you guys sound off in the comments. Throw up who you think it is. <laughs> Tell me who you think it is. We're yeah. going to comment below if and, you're right. Yeah. Or they're just a really big super fan and they already know because they remember watching it's, season seven and they remember the preseason it. BS uh, that everyone dealt with. I don't know anything about It was about crazy. Yes, yeah, so you'll have to tell me off air. Um, you were still in high school, McRae. Come on. I think I was. I think I was. Um, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, the reason I kind of won it, actually, uh, my first HOH, was because I saw the boys who eventually became the moving company. Yes. I saw their knowing looks at each other. I saw how, like, they're a bunch of muscled up boys, yes, you know? The I moving knew, company. The moving company. And I knew that I could just feel the vibe of those people are going to be together. Mm -hmm. I'm not a muscle boy. I'm a little scrawn dog. And, like... I knew that they would be like, well... He's we an outcast. Outcast. Yeah. I was an outsider, and I knew that that was the vibe. So yes. I knew it was like, no, nah, I'm... I, I was an alternate. Uh, I wasn't even supposed to be on Big Brother in the first place. And I was like, there's no way I'm giving up my shot right now when I can win HOH. Like, I get a free week in the house, like... Fuck this. I'm oh, my God. And I'm fun going. fact, I was there for McRae's very first edition because <laughs> we were at the Mall of America. Mm -hmm. For those of you from Minnesota, um, we had an open casting call and McRae came through. And I kind of like remembered him because you were, which is really great and smart to do in casting. You were so memorable because no offense, like you had long hair and you mm. were just like different looking. Absolutely. So it um, helped, yeah. I remembered you. No, I, the reason I went to that casting call was because you were there. Oh, that's so funny. I, yes. My roommate <laughs> was like, he was he was positive he was going to be on the show. Oh. And like... And you got it? Yes. Oh my God, so amazing. I think he's pissed. But yes, that was the reason why I was like, oh, I'm going to go have lunch with my friends and I can meet Janelle. Fuck it, let's Sweet. do it. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. That's <laughs> so dumb. Um, anyway, so um, when that, winning that first HOH, guys, is so, so important. Mm -hmm. um, we talked a little bit on another episode, but I just feel like just knowing this, if you're, again, in casting right now or you're going through the process... Or maybe you play like Big Brother online. I don't freaking know what you do. Mm. Uh, winning that first HOH is huge. Because people have to come to you. They have to bring you information. You get information and, and, you and then get to you decide. get to collect that information, decide how you want to disperse that information. You know, the other thing I thought about it, I always think about this. I think the first HOH like sets the pace of the it game. It totally sets the pace. Sets the pace 100%. of the game. Like how you play as an HOH really determines the rest of the game. Okay, I think. so number four is so very fun. And if you can pull this off, you are in the big league. It's having a secret alliance. Mm. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. So if you guys ever get the chance to play, um, I would encourage you to try this strategy. I think it's mm. so, so fun. Absolutely. It makes the game interesting. It makes the show interesting. And I know the fans love to see it. I've mm -hmm. personally never gotten a... I've never been able to use this strategy. Mm -hmm. um, I've had maybe other people that I could maybe pull into something, but mm -hmm. it just never really happened i think it was kind of a good strategy with uh, the brigade kind of did that right 100%. where they all had their little parachutes and also the cookout did it they oh, all yeah, had yeah. secret alliances but yep. they did a very they were so strategic the cookout in pulling each member of that alliance had a secret alliance mm -hmm. but they weren't true to that secret alliance so i'm saying long term make a secret alliance that you're going to stick to I think it's yeah. it's cool. It's good for the show. Like, and I mean, it can really work out. Yeah, really I well. think having that option is you know having more options is always going to be better in the Big Brother yes. house. So like, but you don't want to have too many options. Yes. Don't make don't, an alliance with everyone. Don't <laughs> yes, do Frenchie. Don't. Like, just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> Frenchie, he's going to be the patron saint of this podcast. Oh my god, We're just gonna talk I about cannot Frenchie wait to have episode. him on the show. We have to ask him, McRae. <laughs> okay. Um, we need to do a, a break. We lost All our right. machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a commercial break. See ya. And welcome back. 
Welcome back, guys. So number five, um, McCray kind of worded this, and then I've got my own take on it. So McCray, mm. you go ahead. Okay, this one is uh, know your role, shut your hole. Uh, a teacher uh, taught me that, and I used it. I said it in my intro of my Big Brother package, all that stuff. Um, but I think it really means, um, you know, like if you go in there and you're the house mother, you're the person that, oh, I clean up everything, you know, that's your role. When you're doing that, all of a sudden you don't have to like, I'm going to start making big moves like Janelle, you know, or whatever, yeah. where it's like, just chill the fuck out, play your role. You don't need to be getting in the mix of everything because you're, you know, you're the, everyone tr trusts you, you know, right. people don't trust when you start making moves or, you know, you have to know who you are as a character within the house and within your other castmates yes. and you have to know how you relate to them. Yes. And also, so I wrote my own version of what you said and mine was keep your mouth shut and your eyes open mm, so I like that um and that's from my girl daniel reyes mm -hmm. like obviously she said that in three and i was a fan of the show before i got on season six mm -hmm. and was i good at that probably not <laughs> um but i want you guys the, the goal here is just to know what the, the most common strategies things to do in the house mm -hmm. when you are cast for the show um i think Listening again, it goes to listening like listening, listening, listening. Keep your like just listen to everything that's happening. Self awareness is good, and then awareness of where your house guests are in the house. And yes, this is extremely exhausting to play this game, that's why it's mentally exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, listening that is so huge because I definitely went in there and I was like, I don't need to be the star of the show, right? I don't need to be the one that's like the loudest person in the room. You're gonna go in there and everyone's gonna be like, everyone's got psyched from TV. Well, I'm on TV, so right. everyone wants to be the personality, everyone wants to be the loudest. Let them go do that, you know, let them go make asses of themselves, let them go be come a target, you know. And so many people, when they first play Big Brother, mm. they do this thing where they take information and then they don't hold it in and they don't use it to their advantage. Yes. Davon playing her first season, that was one. Mm -hmm. And there was, <clears throat> I think another time Davon did it in season 22, but we're all guilty of doing it to oh, some yeah. extent. Yep. And I'm just using her as an example. But when someone tells you something, you don't have to tell Everyone, Everyone else. Everyone in the world, yes. Especially so, if that information, you can use it for later to your own advantage. That is a big Amanda problem. Amanda yes. was like that all the time. We're just like, just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Like, yes. just stop telling well, people and stuff. That's, as women, we have that problem, right? Because we're <laughs> natural talkers. We talk no. things out. We're women. I guess, yeah. <clears throat> so women do have a problem with that. <clears throat> it's definitely, I think, an area where any Big Brother player can always improve, improve. on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so... Number six is more of an advanced Big Brother strategy. Mm -hmm. We talked about this because it's not very, like, you don't think about it. But again, if you are about to play Big Brother, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I like using this strategy because you can find out who to trust and who not to trust. Oh, yeah, that's right. So this is floating info to people you want to work with. And then you're seeing if that information comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So it can be the dumbest thing. Um, <laughs> How do we even give an example here? So say I'm sitting with McCray. Yeah. And I want to work with McCray. Yep. But I know McCray's working with Sprinkles. the whole uh, he could be working with the whole house. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want to see if I can trust McCray. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna tell him something that's false yeah. that won't hurt me or damage me in the game. Yeah. Sprinkles is a liar. But just see if it comes back to me. Yep. So I'm gonna say, um, Amanda said something to me in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's all. And now, hold. That's all you have to say. Amanda says something to me in the kitchen. You can say what, 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 what. You know what? Don't worry about it. When we move on further in the game, I'm going to let you know. But I just want to let you know, Amanda says something to me in the kitchen. Yep. 
So now all of a sudden, if I'm in the house and I'm playing Big Brother and I've got five or six people asking me what Amanda said and he's the only one that I asked it to, do you think I can trust him? You know exactly where the leak is. You know yeah, who the leak is and you yeah, know how to trust that you're person. Checking, yeah, you're so checking So you the always leak. put little... And then you can just put out that fire and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she, she just basically said like, hello, and when are you having breakfast? You could just make some... Oh, well, it was nothing. It was... There wasn't even any... What are you talking about? You, I never said strategy, McCray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can... <laughs> don't be afraid to use that. And don't be afraid... Now, don't crash and burn with this and, and didn't, do an elaborate lie. Didn't Frenchie do this? But fr- again, Frenchie should have been watching a podcast to learn how not to do... <laughs> screw this strategy don't up. Don't be like Frenchie, folks. Don't do this. Yeah. Like, Frenchie is the poster child for what not to do. <laughs> yeah. He won his first HOH. Yeah. And he then... completely made an alliance with the entire house. Yeah. He switched up nominations. He told people they were safe when they weren't. No, he was doing that thing. He was doing the thing where he took or he tried to like find the leak because that's when he started mm-hmm. being like, oh, Derek and then Travis and Kyland, they're all working together because that's where the leak came from. Like, but it just like made it made Frenchie seem way more shady because it's like, one, don't tell everyone your plan of fucking checking for leaks. Cause, well, here's <laughs> the thing. You don't want to talk about it. You mm-hmm. only want to tell one person one mm-hmm. little thing. Yep. And it's got it's not like a, a casual, like someone like, you know, someone like you're is just neutral to you that you don't necessarily want to work with. It could be someone that you're working that you want to work with or you're mm-hmm. you're trying to start something with. It's just like a yeah, it's a vibe check. It's yeah, like it's a checking a, out to you're see sending how, the olive yeah. branch and if all this information comes back to you, then you, then you know like yeah. okay, like you need to find someone else in the house that you should probably connect with. Absolutely. Um, number seven. Okay, do you remember this one, McCray? Um, I don't. So this is from McCray's season, and it's also from um I wish it oh. happened last season in twenty two. Or 23, sorry. Mm. Was it 23? So this is a strategy that you have to be comfortable doing, I think, to advance your game. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you get into an alliance in the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to be very comfortable starting a late game alliance. So Mm. this little tip right here is the late game alliance check. Um, If you are moving forward in the game and you have progress, um, you want to reevaluate things Mm mid-game right after jury. And you want to make another late game alliance. Yeah. I know you're going to be true to your your, your true alliance, but mm-hmm. you've got to look at the end game and see who you can kind of beat yep. and, and do a late game alliance. And that's what it is, basically, where it's like you set yourself in the beginning of the game to get yourself to the end of the game. Yes. Once you get to the end of the game, you shouldn't have to rely on the stuff at the beginning of the game. Correct. It, everything is changing. You know, you have to be adaptive in this game. You like, have to. Adaptation is huge, and I think that is one of the key parts. And can is, you give the example of how Andy made his late game <laughs> alliance? Because I know he was in alliance with you and Amanda. Let's not give Andy the credit, but well, let's just say, no, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andy yeah, was a great player. Andy was a great player, but also yes. Um, but I think like that the the exterminators came out of necessity of all those players having sure. to put up a defense against me and Amanda. Sure. Um, me and Amanda were kind of steamrolling at a certain point, and I think it was obviously super smart for them to become a united front yes. against us and to get us out. Um, but that's the thing is me and Andy and Amanda were the tight, thickest thieves, you know, and he had to make a choice to win the game, basically, or he could have just been like our third or he could have been fourth, you but know? But I would say Andy Heron's a great example of a late game alliance that mm-hmm. you need to make to win. I, he's the best example that I can think of. Yeah, I think um, I I feel like there's some Canadian examples, but that. But gets Andy into... for me is the number one late game alliance strategy. Like he yeah. really rocked it. Oh, smart! And props to Andy. A lot mm-hmm. of people make fun of him. Or whatever. I think it was Spencer's he's... idea, if I had to remember. Oh really? I don't know. 
Um, anyway, I know you don't like Andy. I like Andy. Um, so I'm saying, Andy, good job. And if you guys want to go back and watch that strategy, it's on season 15. Season and 15. And it's probably like, I don't know, there's like five weeks left, four weeks left. Oh, yeah. No, that's when the show starts to suck. So number eight is Total Modern Big Brother. But I also think that even playing old school BB, so I've played both, mm. um, this tip is getting in a large alliance in the beginning. Mm-hmm. All alliances start out really huge. Mm-hmm. Do I think they work really well in the beginning? Maybe for a couple of weeks and they usually crash and burn. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Absolutely. But the, the key here is to get into that large alliance, yeah. whether it's winning the first HOH, whether it's being charismatic and people like you mm-hmm. and want to work with you, being an athlete, mm-hmm. just be, or just showing that you're a good player. I think it's, yeah, it's basically what we're trying to say, I think, is like find the majority. Yes. Find the majority and then stick in there because, you know, you don't want to... It's going to break up. Yeah, it'll break up for sure. But like the thing is when you're in the majority, there's... Everyone else is in front of you, or that's the way that you want it. You know, right. like if something happens, you want to be able to push anyone else to be, you know, targeted. But also don't pigeonhole yourself. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying join this large alliance and there's maybe six or seven people that aren't in the large alliance. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself no. in but, the beginning. Like, I mean, this is the strategy that works for a survivor, like we said before, yes. where it's like, you know, get the numbers, numbers rules everything the, you know. it's the voting it's the voting power in the numbers. house yes exactly voting is more important than even winning power later on in the game yes exactly so um number nine is my favorite it's knowing when to take risks mm-hmm. i feel like modern big brother a lot of people don't take risks mm-hmm. dan geesling to me is my favorite example of taking a risk Absolutely. and rocking it yep um i feel like with everything without risk comes no reward Absolutely. and with risk comes great reward Absolutely. so um to give dan again as the example if you guys don't know or you do um dan's funeral was mm. you know he took a risk and he put Absolutely. it out there yes and to me it's one of the greatest big brother moments it's that i can remember incredible moment um i think that um the other thing that's amazing about Dan is like I always say, make great TV. That dude knows how to make great TV. He yes. understands like I'm on a TV show first and foremost. Yes. I need to make some like let's make some ratings. You oh know? yeah, and like that is a risk, especially in the Big Brother house oh when gosh, yeah. everyone's trying to you know get out the people that are like that. Uh, but I think like. That's like the perfect combination of risk reward, one hundred percent, and being entertaining. You know, and then it can also it doesn't have to be like a flashy move like Dan's funeral. No, not. I would say 90% of Big Brother players would never even be able to pull something close to that off. No. So don't think that by listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube, we'll pull Dan's funeral off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more than just that. It was That was Dan. Yeah. So I would say, though, taking a risk, an example of that would be winning HOH or winning a veto and taking a risk mm-hmm. where you're scared and you feel like it could damage your game. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, you could really advance your game. You could advance your game or you could just die a legend. You right. know, like going right. against the main powers in the house. Like that's the reason why, like in the last episode, we talked about Cody and Jessica yes. because Cody was like, I'm going to go against everyone in this house. I don't that's care. That's why they are so popular. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's, some people, you don't play Big Brother to do popularity contests. No, no one cares. But yep. 
they did something. They did something. They did something. And, and, that, and so it's more than them. a lot of big brothers I can say where they did nothing. And I'm like, please don't ever come back. Well, and you know, you win Big Brother, you make five hundred thousand dollars. You go on five hundred thousand dollars isn't shit. There's nothing, especially compared to you go on Big Brother, you be a legend. You get to go to Amazing Race and win Amazing a million Race, dollars. Survivor, anything else? Well, that's Cody and Jess. Literally, well, didn't they win? Amazing yes. race, like fuck. They. I mean, I'm life. friends with Jody and. Uh, sorry, Jody. Jody that's their. That's, name. that's their yeah. nickname. <laughs> yeah. So I am friends with them. I mean, they've done great things with their life. Mm-hmm. Just, they weren't even on the show that long. You guys. Yeah. No, they were crazy. just authentic and real, and yeah. um, they took risks. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if you are thinking of going on the show, and you're just like, oh my god, like please, I'm begging you, take those risks. Yeah. And if there's a time to take out a big threat and you're scared, just remember my words. Take the risk. Take the risk. Timing's everything. Okay, um, so our very, very last one, McCray, I want mm. you to go over it because we talked about it. I can't remember what it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot remember. Remember? Um, oh, find that one person you can trust. Find that one person you can trust. Who was your person? Kaser. That's right. That's and right. Howie. And Howie. We need to get him on the show. Oh my God, he's a ball of laughs. So um, I think this goes back to having good people skills, communication Mm -hmm. skills. Um, Also, charisma goes into this too. Mm -hmm. But but you want to be open and vulnerable because if you're not, no one wants to work with you. Yep. So finding that one person to work with can be extremely frightening. Mm -hmm. Right, McRae? Yes, absolutely. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, So you have to put yourself out there and you have to give a little bit of trust when you start Mm -hmm. this, these olive branches and you start talking to people. You can't just walk into a room and say, I want to be in alliance with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just doesn't work that way, I feel like. It's like... It's just like dating. Like you don't take someone and say, "Let's let's go freaking have sex." Mm. You take them to dinner. Oh, yeah, you, you gotta wine, you them wine and, and dine, dine them. You send them flowers, yeah. you know, and then it's like you build that build trust. You the build the trust. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, me and Amanda, uh, that I guess was the person I like was my trust person. Uh, Judd too, to a degree. But you know, me and Amanda were tight. But when I told her that the moving company was a thing yeah. and that we had flipped on them that night. That's when I think everything changed because she was like, I can trust this dude forever. Yes. Like he will never, you know, that and was the moment. That's kind of another little sub, you know, mm-hmm. another little trick and strategy is you you tell them something that you can like, you're, hey, I'm telling you this. Like yes. I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. So you give them a little bit of information. That's taking a risk. Huge information. Like mm. you, you cannot find that information anywhere else. Yep. I'm the only one that knows this. I'm, I'm telling you. Confiding in yes, you. Confiding. You're my con- confidant. Yeah, exactly. That's huge. It's um, huge, and mm. um, I've played Big Brother so many times, and I remember it's how, how I always get to trust people, too. Um, vulnerability. Yeah, being vulnerable and being huge. open. Yep. Um, not, not only to the experience, because if you ever do play Big Brother, I want you to have a lot of fun and be open to the experience. <laughs> but, yes, be vulnerable, and then when you do find that one person to trust, don't screw it up. Like, don't lie <laughs> yes. to them. Don't, no. like... You have to know what you have. Yeah, like know what you have because it is really hard to find trust in the house. So when you do find that one person, hold on to them tight. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's just life advice too. Yeah. You know, it's for the lovers out there. Those are our top 10 tips. Um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. I hope this is, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you guys have any other tips that you think might be good, you want us to talk about your tips that you think, or you know, 
another topic, big brother wise or life wise. I know someone said, um, can you please talk about buying property in the Virgin Islands? That's too specific. <laughs> if you want me to do an episode on how to invest in Airbnbs, that's totally doable. Okay. Um, but I can't be that specific. So just let me know <laughs> so in the comments. Insane. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Um, and thank you guys. We'll see you guys next time um, on Open Mic Diary Room. Diary Room Open Mic. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.